0: Get a gun. Hi everyone
1: and welcome to Slime Fry Radio episode two hundred and seventy-seven. It's the Halloween edition.
0: Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Boo. Boo. Wait, I, boo. <laughs> I meant like For,
2: boo.
1: Yeah. For October 25th, 2018. I'm one of your hosts, Kelly Lynn.
2: Matthew's supposed to be next, but I guess it might be me. I'm Adriel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm less confused. Trevor.
1: <laughs> Hi, Trevor. <laughs>
0: Why isn't Matthew here, Adriel?
1: <sighs>
0: no, Kelly. No, Sorry, Kelly
2: has mean, to pick. Kelly,
1: Kelly yeah. has to pick. Well, he's mm-hmm. on this excursion. He's actually been kidnapped by skeletons, and we have to go and dig him up.
2: Drink your milk first. Make sure your <laughs> your own skeleton's stronger. <laughs> wow, Kelly, did you even try on that one, or not really? Okay,
0: <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just checking. laughs> <Well, laughs>
1: you make something up. Okay nobody's ever going to believe that he got kidnapped by skeletons and we have to go and rescue him. Are they? No,
0: no, no. Right. no they're not. Okay.
1: Well, I came up with the one with the beaver. That was kind of cool. Everybody thought you were. Anyway.
0: No, it was on the list. Was it? hmm.
1: Oh, I picked it then.
2: Maybe we could borrow some bone sauce from the Saudis. They oh. have a couple too soon. No, <laughs> no, not too soon. No, that's horrible.
1: All right. What we did in gun this week is brought to you by the Calgary Guns?
2: What Center. we did in gun? Guns. There's only oh, one. You only get fire. one. What you did in gun.
1: Guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier. I'm fir- just screwed this earlier really <laughs> right up tonight. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. Canada's premier firearms retailer. Right now, they have Trigicon MRO 2.0 Green Dot sites for $679. dollars yeah. That's, that's not bad. That's okay. Trevor, mm-hmm. are you there? I'm here. Okay, you're up.
0: All right. Um, so what did I do? <clears throat> oh, I helped teach a black badge in the Miramichi. Um, Chris, a.k.a. Mark Hache, <laughs> His certificate said uh, I screwed that joke up. That could have been so much funnier. Anyways, it a dude, his name is uh, Mark he contacted me for bullets and we got chatting. So taking a black badge this weekend or I'm helping teach a black badge. He's like, really, can I take it just like that? And so he signed up completely at the last minute. And, um, I'll say it again. So he knows that I'm not just pulling his chain. This dude brought more to the class than any untrained individual I have ever seen. He's got more raw talent and ability. Like I, cupcakes. I, do you bring cupcakes? Unfortunately not. He didn't bring cupcakes, but what he did bring was a mad amount of skill with a handgun. I had him all the way to the left, an RCMP officer on my right. And in the middle, I had cute little Nicole, Nicole or Natalie, Nicole. And, um, I didn't have to, well, I didn't really have to watch Nicole either. It was very evident early on what was, what was causing her, her issue. And that was not her, but the gum was too big for her hand. Um, but I didn't have to watch the RCMP guy, obviously. And well, I didn't have, obviously, to, I knew you were going to call me out on that. I really did. <laughs> but, uh, this guy could get after it. No problem. And, uh, but probably hands down the best shooter in the class was this, uh, Mark guy. But when he got a certificate, it said Chris. So I told him from now on, when we talked about him on Slamfire, and we will be talking about him, uh, we would refer to him as Chris. Um, Ginger Snap showed up to help a little bit, which is always awesome to have him around. And it was Larry's um, solo course. So essentially, I stood back and I was his assistant and uh, did as little as possible, which is always my favorite thing to do while he uh, finished his certification. And the next day, we had a level two match and I just destroyed um, production division. Like, I mean, I crushed today, Adriel. I decimated it. It was awesome. I, I won by almost 20%. So
2: this and... is this is like a class where you get a bunch of newbies who have never no, shot no. sick before the and next... are actually unqualified to shoot ipsic And you put them into their first match ever. And you just obliterating those news. I wish I could sell it that way. That would be awesome. That would be
0: like a for latte thing to do. But in <laughs> fact, this is unprecedented. Like we've never had this many people show up for uh, the last match of the year. I think there was 38 people shot that match, and that's a that's that's big for that's a lot. That's a lot for the yep. middle of the season. Never mind the end of the season. So it was awesome because I got to see some people I hadn't seen at all yet this season. And uh, Adriel, there was and grind them into the dirt. I didn't. Then I then I grinded them <laughs> into the dirt. Yeah, there was 20 people in production, man. Woo! Spicy yeah, Out of yeah. how many people total? Uh total was 38. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Yeah, And 20 in production. So here's the thing. I show up there with my Shadow 1 that I bought from Larry, and it's sweet. I put the Shadow 2 sight on it, left the Shadow 1 front sight on it. Rear sight, Shadow 2. Front sight, Shadow 1. Huge mistake. There is quite a height difference in those front posts, and the gun was shooting 5 inches high at 10 yards. <laughs> and there's nothing I could do. I couldn't get the rear sight low enough, and I, I, I couldn't stretch the front sight. So... Uh, I was going to deal with that, though. I was okay. I was going to work with it. And then I kept engaging the safety. Uh, every time I'd take my... Um, so if I'd be demonstrating a drill, uh, I would take my finger out of the trigger guard and lift it up along the frame of the gun and turn the safety on. And then punch back out to shoot and go, oh, you're safety. And so the weak side is too big and the small, and the strong side is too small. I couldn't rest my thumb on there to keep it down. And I kept bumping it up with my trigger finger. And this is a pretty common – it happens with me with 1911s and 2011s if I don't trim that weak side or remove pretty it Pretty much any, any safety that's shaped like a pineapple wedge. Yes, that's exactly – it ends up causing me problems with my uh, my massive trigger finger. So uh, all, all fat old man hands is what I think was a term that was thrown around. Anyway, so uh, I'm losing it, right? Because I want to shoot well, and I obviously will be very frustrated if the gun doesn't work. So Larry's like, dude, just take my Shadow 2. So Larry's got two Shadow 2s. So he ran the match with his backup, and he gave me his primary. And I had never shot a Shadow 2 before, except for in Cro- at the crony stage at SummerSlam.
2: You shot sh- uh, a little bit at the Ferlachi course last year, too, because you borrowed mine. Oh, did I? Yeah. And I did some demos with it? Just a little bit though. Like not, okay. not not more than whatever fifty rounds or whatever. Oh, that totally ruins it because I was
0: like, I never pulled the trigger on that gun until the timer went beep. So anyway, I guess I've had all kinds of shadow two practice by your standards.
2: <laughs> 50 rounds. Woo, you're ready to ready to go straight into the I'm ready to win yep.
0: by 20%. <laughs> so anyway, it was uh it was pretty awesome. The gun, like the gun is so intuitive that I didn't even have to think about it in my hands. It was just pick the gun up and, and shoot. And it was just a natural extension. It was, uh, it was really awesome. The stages were a lot of fun and, uh, some were quite challenging and they've got a guy down there who builds props and he's building like, yeah. So he built, he built this one thing, Kelly, where you've got a popper and to the left and right are two, are two targets and when you hit the popper, it falls backwards, pulls those down, which are then considered disappearing targets. And two more targets pop up. So he had it set up so that on the left side of the popper was a shoot target covered by a no shoot target. And on the right side of the popper was just a shoot target. When you hit the popper and the popper fell, exposing the other array, it was the opposite. Ow. So I was like, Uh, so I just, I just, some people were shooting their paper and then the steel last, but I figured it would fall slow enough that I could go aim shot, aim shot on my partial, hit my, uh, popper and then drill two into the full target. It would fall. And then I would be able to settle my sights, pop two into the partial and then drill two into the full target again. And and it worked quite well. And then they had a you hit a popper and a whole bunch of targets on track slid down and hid behind penalty targets, exposing like less than half to half uh, at rest. They had another one, and this I absolutely, 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 absolutely need for my club. You shoot a popper, and the popper pulls a pulls uh, you know is attached to a cable pulls the stick, and generally you get a target that swings. Adriel, you're familiar with swingers. Kelly, you may have shot them in, yeah. in some of the matches yep. that you shot. Well, this isn't a swinger. This I would describe as a bobber. It's hidden under a barrel. If you look at me on the camera, it goes like this. Pops up, comes back down. Pops up, comes back down. So it doesn't swing from behind the target and back again. It's much more realistic for like what a uh, bad guy would do where it, you know, Never. comes up from straight up from cover and then goes back down. And Adriel, I'm thinking, man, get this into a three gun match and, you know, hook it up to something that you can hit with a rifle to activate it. And put that sucker at 40, 50 yards, right? Comes yes, up from behind cover yeah. and yeah. you got to nail it. So, um, get saucy on that thing. Yep. Yep. Uh, what else did I do besides crushing production division? Did I mention I crushed the production uh, division? A couple of times. Let's remember I'm not a production okay. shooter. I'm a Fancy Pants <laughs> 1911 single action shooter. That double action
2: trigger pull for the first shot, that's, uh, no, that's nothing when you're shooting Shadow 2. It's nothing. And, and, the, and the single action's pretty good on it. it there's a lot of travel there, but it's yeah.
0: Good. <clears throat> Larry's not into adjusting his over travel screws like I am. So the triggers felt a little bit different. Like I've got my Shadow 1 set up exactly where I want it trigger wise, but unfortunately, yeah, the safeties were, uh, were not working for me. Um, okay. Show and tell time. Show and tell time. So for the listeners, uh, you know, I've been working on a Stag 10 AR 10 in 308. So some parts came in this week. Um, this is the Magpul ACS stock. So I'm really, I really like the ACS stock. I run that on my stag three gun rifle for, um, three gun competition. It has, uh, these compartments along the sides. If you're running an optic that takes double A batteries, they fit in there. It's got a compartment down here on the side for other little bits. Um,
2: and it's incredibly comfortable. It's, it's probably one of the the heavier. The angle that it, that's on there is perfect. perfect. I've got one of those ACSLs as well. And I, I I don't care about the battery storage. I care about having that nice sloped surface to put my cheek on. It feels so good. Yeah, it
0: makes the best cheek weld of any of the Magpul stocks that I have for sure. Um, it's got a really good solid lock on it. You know, you hit the button and then you actually lock it down. It's not moving. Um, and then this sucker came in. Now, this, I don't know if you can see that on the camera. No, it's too small. This is my IBI. So, you guys may remember I toured uh, International Barrels this summer with uh, CCFR and Downrange TV, and Rod was there, and uh, he tagged. He brought me along, so I got to tag along while he toured the company with me in the background, drooling over everything I and uh, interviewed Ryan uh, Stacey, the five-time National Service Conditions Champion. Mm-hmm. So I believe this barrel is Ryan's profile that he uh, uses on his Service Conditions Rifle,
2: but in three oh eight. So this came in from International Barrels, on oh, in three oh eight. That huh? gas tube, that gas tube, the way it hugs the profile of the barrel there looks so sexy. Yeah, I may have goofed though. Um, I had right. a heck of a time getting the roll pin
0: into the um, gas block, and things don't look quite as as aligned as I would like. We'll know when I start shooting it if the gun isn't getting enough gas, then I'll have to drift that out and get another pin and try again because it's not lined up properly and uh, it's all the way in on one side, but it's not coming through to the other side, so I don't know what kind of problems, if any, I'm in for. Um, I, ne-
2: I well, really if need it, to if get some moving a little bit. You could, you could try gluing it, gluing it with some uh, tomato paste. Tomato paste, huh? <laughs> I'll just rub it up against your chest.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, listeners, this
0: is our Halloween special, and Adriel showed up in costume. He's dressed as a slice of pizza. <laughs> there might be some pizza references today. Oh look. Probably should be. A cat. Um but that's not going on the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> no, not even for you. That's saying something. Um and then I ordered a um Defiant, which is a perfect name for any product that I own. Um Maple Ridge Armory Defiant 308 muzzle break. So although it's a muzzle break, it's not a, a terribly barky muzzle break, so I should be okay hunting with it. I would probably, if like if I was in a tree stand, I'd probably wear electronic hearing protection anyway. So, um, and then I went to work at the gunsmith tonight and um, picked up some uh, ammo. He's got all kinds of non-corrosive military surplus type ammo in stock: seven point six two by thirty nine, seven point six two by fifty four R, and Narinko or somebody. Yeah, it's Narinko. Pulled it all apart, removed the corrosive primer, and reassembled it with non corrosive primer. And it looks factory fresh. So, uh, steel case okay stuff, but non corrosive. And uh, I've been preparing all week. Well, all week. I started last night packing up my stuff. Uh, tomorrow after work, I am off to the Filthinators, Long Live the Empire, to uh, hang out with him and some of our other gunny friends in the area. The Squire will be there. I'm not sure if Stable Boy is going to make an appearance. Probably not. Um, <laughs> I don't know, because he's not nerdy enough to have a milsurp.
1: Oh, okay. It's a milsurp-only club.
0: It, well, it's it's a <laughs> milsurp shoot. Well, so yeah. I've uh, pilfered through my collection and took the things that I haven't shot yet, mostly. I don't know if I shot that SKS. I probably did. Yeah, I think I did. And then that Mosin, I know I haven't shot. I'm looking across the room here. I put my M1 carbine. In the Paratrooper stock, but I don't have any ammo, so screw it. That's going to stay home. I can buy some tomorrow. No, it's too late. Anyway, I've packed my Finnish Mosin that I got from a listener with my SVT-40 that I got from a listener. And my M1 Garand. Plus, I'm bringing a Garand from the shop to try and sell. Plus, my M14. Now, it sits in a Springfield Armory stock that really looks like it killed Koreans or Something, it, something was beat to death with this stock. It looks, it looks completely roached and beat up, and that's the way I like it. I'm not going to restore it or anything. I like it looking that way. Um, and my two Enfields, my Savage number one Mark four, or number four Mark one. I. I can't remember. People are yelling at me right number now. Four Mark one. Thank you. And my uh, number five Jungle Carbine. I mean shows. you've got
2: you've got so many MIL SERPs, it's kind of hard to tell you know what's what's what and how old they are and what model they are and
0: all that yeah, kind of stuff. I should be ashamed of myself for not being able to rattle off all these facts. So so yeah, I bought a hundred rounds of 7.62 by 54R. That should keep me entertained. And then I also have a case of 308, so I'm gonna crack that open and uh I'm also going with my spotting scope. Like as much as I want to go check out the other guns and try other guns. I've got my own guns that I haven't fired and I want to make sure that they're sighted in. So I'm gonna bring some targets. Oh, I better add that to the list. Bring some targets and uh my spotting scope and and actually try and zero these
2: rifles. When so. you get your uh if you get a chance and you can send me a picture of the head stamp on your seven sixty two by fifty four, I wouldn't mind taking a look because there is some stuff that's supposed to be non corrosive that is and some that is that isn't. It isn't
0: really when do
2: you get a chance. Well, it won't be till
0: after the show or when Kelly starts talking or you start talking, which you can start doing right now because
2: you're up. All right. Um, let's see here. I shot a Pistol League match at Phoenix. Uh, so that was the uh, Saturday yeah, night match. To, I thought you said you were going to an IPSC match. I think and I that, said IPSC style. That would I like be more appropriate. Yeah. IPSC <laughs> style would be... Uh, there's pistols and they follow the pistol <laughs> ipsic rules but it's not like uh not all the ipsic rules it's not a trevor ipsic match with it's not an ipsic whatever. match the stuff that goes on with the principles of, of is, stage
0: design the principles of ipsic those things doesn't have that doesn't have that the freestyle component definitely not there yeah shoot these targets this yet? box run to this box shoot these targets then run to this box shoot these targets and you can do that in ipsic you can do that in qualifiers or classifiers, and you can do that in short courses of fire, but you can't do it in like. And then some of the target arrays that you had were, would not be uh, allowed. No, they, no, no,
2: but they're fun to shoot. Hell yeah! And yeah, it was good practice. Yeah, yeah, really good practice. Uh, really good practice with my shadow too. So uh, I haven't, I haven't actually shot it a lot because every time I want to shoot it for three gun, my Glock setup was just ready to rock and roll. So I haven't, I uh, haven't really been using it, but uh, I did get a chance to try it out. Um, Shadow ran good. Oh, good, yeah. good, very good. Yeah, I was uh, I was a little bit worried that I get uh, uh, skunked at this thing, so <laughs> so I just like showed up and and tried to do my best, and uh, I did I did pretty good. I think I got uh, uh, second in production, good, which uh, uh, I'm I'm super happy with. Um, did you beat like, it by twenty percent like Larry did? Oh yeah, oh yeah. The guy oh, the oh. guy who beat me in production is top ten nationals. Yeah, so uh, oh, who was it? Maybe I know him. Uh Dominique Dominic. I don't know. I'll, have, I'll uh, have to take a look again. Uh but uh yeah, he, he 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 and he was better and he was on my squad. So the nice thing was uh both him and uh Jeff Chang, who's on the uh, yeah. yep. yep. uh podcast yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they're both on my squad so i got to she- see how they shot it see where i could pick up my game and i think like that's the interesting that's part why of it you're like there, yeah. yeah if i got first if let's say i got first at this thing i don't know if i would do it because I, the whole idea here is that i need to get better at pistol shooting yeah. and i need to be around people who are better than me so i can see like ah you know what i'm leaving time on the table here i need to improve this this guy is doing this over here that's a really interesting way of breaking down the stage so i do need i do want to shoot with uh with better shooters that's that's one of the allures here.
0: Yeah, because you're going, I mean, you already know how to shoot your pistol, but watching, you know, A-class and master class shooters shoot the stage before you, you'll pick up tips and tricks and
2: how they shave time on the clock. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, and also see what kind of cadence they're using uh, shooting and what kind of accuracy they're getting with that cadence, right? Right. And cadence is something that we
0: talked about a lot at the Alex Burdett class. You know, you can't blast everything the same way. You have to treat parcels with a certain cadence and distance. Yeah, that's so distracting looking at the guy in the corner. <laughs> I'm talking to you, but you keep looking at this dude sitting in the corner of your room, and <laughs> it's really freaking me out. There's somebody there, right? I'm not just... Yeah, yeah, okay. You're going to introduce your friend? You have? Are you on a play
2: date? No, my kid's sitting next
0: to me. Oh, geez, he's—I thought that was one of your buddies. I didn't think that was one of your oldest.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's awesome.
0: All right. Um, yes, cadence. You know, pop up, pop up, pop, pop, pop up, pop pop, pop. You know, breaking it down, making sure that the sights are completely settled before you squeeze off those rounds on those parcels
2: or those far targets yeah or the the uh, far targets that are really close to each other it's just pop pop, 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 and then you're moving on, right? It's yeah. it's fairly fairly even, but uh, no, it was it was really good for that. Uh, really good uh, yeah, excellent practice. Um, I bought some ammo and another belt from Tenda. so i I ran the numbers on reloading nine millimeter. If I run one forty seven grain full metal jackets, it's hundred and ten dollars per thousand. Uh, my primers are 40 bucks per thousand. Uh, my powder is I don't know let's say 20 or thirty dollars per thousand. For reloading, I'm reloading nine millimeter like good quality nine millimeter at around 170 dollars per thousand. I'm not gonna reload nine millimeter anymore. I'm just gonna buy a factory. <laughs> the factory stuff's 250 per thousand. Why bother? So I'm uh, that's what I'm doing. I bought a, a, a thousand uh, whatever CCI CCI. Yeah, blazer? brass, yeah, blazer brass, brass case stuff, not even aluminum or any any kind of garbage like that. 124 grain, 250. 250. That's that's really competitive. Yeah, that's new. That's not remanufactured. That's like new brass, new everything. So uh why bother, right? So I'm just gonna do that. Because for 80, to, like the, the price differential there is 80 bucks. For eighty bucks, do I really want to make a thousand rounds and and uh, deal with tumbling and exposure to lead and all that other kind of stuff, or do I just want to buy another thousand and just have it? Have it. The only way you're going to do better than that is if you've picked up your own brass and you buy
0: one of the um, uh, X Men will do it yourself kits that comes with the powder, the mm-hmm. primer, and you know.
2: Yeah, or I could cast bullets and and save up uh, a whole ton then. You're sure, and get but- the cancer. And get the cancer and the the lead bullets. uh, You got to get. There's a skill there, right? You can't just start cranking those things out. You get uh, 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 casting voids and marks and that kind of thing in there. And I don't know, dude. I learned to do it in an
0: afternoon. I'm hmm. a little autistic, I know, but it's not the end of the world. Yeah. The problem that's the easy part. That's the pain in the butt. You're either going to lube them or you're going to powder coat them. Mm-hmm. And the powder coat is excellent, but very time-consuming. And pro oh, tip, yeah. kids, read the instructions with regards to temperature for your powder. Because if you get a powder that that has a uh, really high cure temperature, then your lead melts. So, <laughs> <Oops>. you know. <laughs> pro tip. <laughs> pro tip. You have little puddles yeah. of colored lead on your plate. Is yeah. that through so,
1: experience?
0: Um, I have done that but that was just from me seeing if I could push the temperature a little, a little higher to speed up the process. Mm. Right. And, uh, you can't, you can't do it. There's a fine line between the temperature for the powder and the melting point of your lead. So.
1: Who was it that was spray painting them? Was it the Squire? Uh,
0: yeah, that was the Squire. Mm. He was spray painting 7.62 by 54 are, uh, well the, the 311 bullet that he was putting in those things. Because and who cares right yeah and <laughs> mother yeah. russia
2: bullets paint you yeah so i mean on 223 i stopped reloading two years ago because i couldn't beat now that stuff you can get 223 for 360 dollars per thousand right now i can't i can't even fathom trying to reload uh yes you can beat the price but You have to cut the crimp pockets out of them. You got to trim them. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. Once. But then that brass that you did, that primer pocket thing is out in the grass somewhere in your three gun match uh, mixed in with all the other stuff. Right.
0: Well, I mark my, my uh, brass, like I do my, my, I mark my two, two, three brass, like I do my pistol brass, because mine goes through the X die. And if it doesn't have a mark on it, I'm not going to put it through the Xi I'm going to assume it's not mine, and I'm going to full on resize it and trim it. Oh, that's mm-hmm. something else I did this week. Is my world's finest trimmers? I ordered carbide end mills for them,
2: and, and rather and, than uh,
0: the steel, yeah, because in a yeah. thousand, I wore out the high speed steel in the two two three, and so um, I ordered. Uh, tsh- Different ones. There was a bit of a screw up in the size, but I called them back and they sent me another one. So, anyway, the one for the 308 brass is carbide and the one for the uh, 223 is cobalt or something like that. And I'm going to be doing a lot of reloading for um, 308 now that I got that AR10. And I also ordered this week the small base X die for 223 and the small base X die for 308. So, real quick, the small base is. It uh, si- undersizes the case a little smaller than usual to increase their feeding reliability in semi autos. And the X die is a case that prevents the, or is a reloading die that prevents the case from stretching so you don't have to trim over and over. All right. This makes me miss the reloading podcast.
1: Uh, I was just going to say, <laughs> when's the Which last time well, you did I, an I'm episode of the reloading? Rest, rest. Um, it's
0: been. I think I, I let it go in the springtime before I started the crazy summer that I was on yeah. and Mike invited me back. So uh, it makes for the longest Tuesday in the world because <laughs> I work and then I yeah. leave work and I go work at the gunsmith. Then I get home and I podcast until 10 PM. And then I log in the internet and watch Curse of Oak Island being streamed live over Facebook. Oh, I know, eh? Don't tell Mark Zuckerberg or the people at the history channel um so yeah i watch it live from texas because i'm nerdy like that
2: anyway um sorry adriel you were saying something about uh, oak island or something like that yeah that's no what was that was about me
1: oh sorry yeah you're
2: yeah. the yeah. nut. You're the acorn yeah i'm the acorn. oh trevor's the acorn. Trav- I'm Trevor the, nut. the acorn yeah
1: well you're both nuts
2: yeah <laughs> uh oh yeah okay so uh yeah i'm buying nine millimeter rather than reloading anymore because 80 bucks why I don't not care. Yeah, and I'm two, two, three. You said you were gonna buy that too. I've been buying that for two years. I can't. Right. I can't be bothered. I run through uh, like a hundred to 150 rounds at a match, and that's like the think about the time of you're putting into brass prep on that. It's just ridiculous. So I can't. I can't. I'm, do that. I'm like I'm with you for for the stuff that we shoot for three gun. I'd be
0: content with buying uh, X metal reloaded ammo. Um, but I also want to reload hunting ammo for my SLR and I'm going to try like some 77 grain hunting projectiles so I'll have a hunting load for my 223 bolt action rifle a hunting load for my semi-automatic um, SLR a I would have a three gun match load for my SLR like it's ridiculous right so you have you know, so
2: many I would reload for hunting. If I had a gun that I was going to use a lot for hunting, I would I would reload for it. Like a uh that WK, I'd reload for it. But I'm getting one them away from I don't know, fairly cheap ammo, so Might as well.
0: Yeah. What's the twist rate on the uh WK? Uh 1 and 8. 1 and 8. Oh, okay. Same as same as what my barrel is in the uh, SLR. So we can we can pull off 77 grains in that no problem. Oh yeah. Yeah, 1 and yeah. is a, a real practical uh twist rate on a on an AR. Yeah, the thing is, I have all of the components in house right now to load a couple of thousand rounds of two-two-three. So I'll get that done over the winter.
2: And when that's gone, yeah, like you for match ammo, nope. Yeah, blaster ammo, three-sixty a yeah. thousand. Can't yeah. be bothered. I mean, what right now ahead? the like uh, keep it. If you remember back like six years ago, when uh, when nine millimeter and two-two-three was all really hard to get, all the manufacturers cranked up their production. And now the production's all caught up and all still cranking this stuff out and uh, it's available for cheap, right? So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Might as well just use that stuff. Um, uh,
0: the, the, the thing is, Adriel, I think the there's still an attraction to reloading in that you pick away at it, you buy your pound of powder, then you buy your primers and you are going to save that 80 bucks, but you do have to put the labor in and you don't drop the 320 or 360 or whatever it is at one time, mm-hmm. so for yeah. for people that are on a budget and and just can't pull the
2: trigger on 360 in one shot, you know it hurts less ultimately. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And I mean, when I was just getting into the sport, I would reload everything. I'd reload like 45, nine millimeter. That was also part of the experience uh, back then, though. Yeah. yeah, and it was because I was cheap and I didn't have money, so yeah. <laughs> well, <you laughs> every have... dollar I could save there was was worth it.
1: You have kids, so you can put them to work as well now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. a
1: little production line just yeah.
2: or i could just make them make wallets and i'll buy the nine millimeter <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> yeah the... uh, <clears throat> go, go ahead yeah
1: uh
2: one of the other things i'm looking at doing is uh is going bullets out on uh i should have kept a magazine huh there's one uh going bullets out with my uh pistol mag pouches i don't think you've talked about this before trevor so i wanted to bring it up as like a uh something that uh yeah, I just did. It. You I didn't can do. Talk about it, but I'll grab yeah. my belt too over it. Well, I've got both styles of uh, mag pouch on here, so this is bullets forward, which means that the bullets are pointed forward on the belt. They're pointed right. that way. Yep. Um, but I've seen a couple of guys at three gun running bullets out where they run a pouch that's like this. Yep. And the allure for three gun is that you can stack these in quite a bit more compact, like compared to these other guys, right? Yeah, so, you can put uh,
1: more more to your belt.
2: Which in three-gun is a real concern. In IPSC, who cares? You, you know, you only have to carry four or five mags on right. your belt, so so it doesn't matter. But in three-gun, you got to carry four mags, plus a big honking <laughs> shot shell uh, uh, carrier, plus <laughs> a couple of AR uh, mag carriers on the back, because Canada, and we have 10-round ten, ten mags. This is your shotgun solution right here. A 10-round magazine. Get with the program. Only 10? Oh, uh, you got to get the, uh, you got to get the, oh, yeah, I'll get the uh, extenders for that. Later. Yep. That later. Um, yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to mess around with this. This is a, uh, this is a, a different uh, index, I guess, with your hand.
0: Um, well, it's actually more natural. The optic guys are doing it because if you think about it, uh, when your bullets are not out, look at my hand. I've got to go this way. And you got to cock it that way. And yeah. then rotate and go in the gun. So if my bullets are out, I'm actually saving that twisting movement of Yeah, That's right, I'm saving that that step of twisting my wrists. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I don't he, know if Ben Stagger started to do it just to troll the world to see how many people would copy him, or he thought it was
2: really worthwhile. But either way, he has been doing it now for a few years, and you know he does okay. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the advantage one one of the advantages with the bullets forward is that you can sweep your hand back. So you don't have to remember how many mags you've got. You can just kind of go like this until you grab one and, and, and pull it out, right? Whereas with the bullets forward, you're hunting so, uh, around and pecking, right?
0: I don't make a conscious effort, Adriel, to drop my hand down on my belt to accommodate the bullets out. I just bring my hand down, and even if my hand hits in the traditional way, mm-hmm. it turns and I pull it out. The time-saving is not taking the mag out of the pouch. The time-saving is not... Twisting my wrist back the other way to insert the mag into the pistol. Mm. So I just do that same sweeping motion you just described with my pouches, like so bullets
2: out. Uh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, I'm gonna try that. I actually measured uh on my belt over here. This is not like to like, it's not like same pouch to same pouch, but um, I think I'm gonna be able to, to four mag pouches. Uh, we're nine inches of belt space uh, with bullets forward. I think it's gonna be ha- I think it's gonna be six and a half bullets out. So it's gonna cut about thirty percent of the space down and give me that's 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 something that means something for three gun. If mm, uh, yeah. if you got a tiny waist, you're even more crowded for uh, for space on your belt. So yeah. this might be something to look at. Stephen Casey, a classic shooter from Nova Scotia,
0: he shoots classic major, and he went bullet tips out. Oh. Maybe from the word go when he started shooting classic. Anyway, I don't even know how many mags a man has on his belt. Like, I can't even count that high. And they take up, like you said, no room because they're all, well, one, they're single stack mags. And two, they're all bullet tip out. Hmm. So in the same amount of space that it takes me to put four mags, he probably has, oh, eight for sure. I don't think yeah. he carries eight, but uh, stage planning for classic major hurts my head. And it's uh, a level of uh, cognitive ability that I can only uh, strive for, but will never attain. Um, And these guys sometimes are forced to do standing reloads. So they need those extra mags or they find themselves changing a mag after just like two rounds Yeah, to prevent being, doing a standing reload in the next one. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. There's mushroom for improvement. Uh, Yes. I've I've, I've learned to not speak to Andy or Steven when we're doing our walkthrough. Because we're in two different planets, right? So Mm -hmm. if I'm like, Stephen, what do you think about? (laughs) Because
2: they're just completely different planets. So anyways, that's all I've been up to. Uh, What about you, Kelly?
1: I went to Woodview last weekend. I wasn't supposed to go. I was kind of sick and I wanted to recuperate from that. And I also had a lot of work to do but a couple of people were not able to go um, meeting instructors and we had a full line. So I said that I would go. We had a great time for our finale for the project maple seed. Uh, we had Harold there. Harold was the last minute replacement. Somebody had signed up and he couldn't go. So a Harold came in, he borrowed one of our rifles. He borrowed actually Kevin's bolt action, savage, um, he did really, really well with it. He got a one ninety eight he's never shot before, so like I was very, very impressed with him. uh, we also had a set of twins there. they're fifteen years old. They've never really shot before either. They just fell in love with it uh, they asked their mom's their mom for um rifles for or ten twenty twos for their birthday, which is next week. so one of them's a dancer too, so she basically is a professional dancer and she said, Well, I now like shooting as well, so it was awesome. And we also had a father and daughter there. They came to a shoot in Smith Falls and they both scored riflemen. The daughter scored higher than the father that day. And on this time the father scored higher than the daughter, but it was just barely um higher. So it was really good to see. It was a great shoot. We also had a couple of listeners there as well. Aaron, I just wanted to say hi to you. Um, but it was good times. Uh, Johnson Ranch is always a great range. They actually created the range so that they could shoot and they could bring Project Maple Seed there. So it was lots of fun. Had a great time. And that's all that I did with shooting, basically. I went to the last public event for Project Maple Seed. got another one's private, but eh, it is what it is. That's it. And what else did I do? Oh, nope, that's it. All right, events, upcoming events. Uh, basically, events are winding down as well. So we just want to let everybody know that if you are interested in letting us know, send us an email and we can post your events.
0: Mm,
1: news: What's in the news? Fla- Adriel, you want to take the Al Flaherty's thing?
2: Yeah, he's, he uh, he he posted a letter out to the federal government. Um, if you want, to, it's pretty news. If you want to check it out, it's on thegunblog.ca.
1: Thank you. All right, what's up with the new gun stuff? Uh, looks like we got there's a new Nork 1911 from Tenda.
2: Yeah, Tenda's got uh some new Norinco stuff in. They've got their uh the nineteen eleven A one in forty five ACP. It's the uh pimped out one that has extended controls and, and whatnot on it. Uh looks like they're also carrying eight round mags now. So typically the Narinko uh, uh forty five ACP mags in the past were seven rounds only. Uh now they've got some uh, some eight rounders, so, okay. uh, so a little bit interesting. Uh Nice of them to bring the oldest design
0: in the world up to date with an eight-round mag.
1: <laughs> yeah. Is, how much is that?
0: Oh, so uh, they've, got,
1: uh, free shipping. they've got a
0: boomer on the back, but still that ridiculous one on the front. Why Why wouldn't you just go Bomar back, fiber optic front? There are some of them out there.
2: Yeah, there are. I don't know. Maybe they're more expensive or something like that. They've also got the uh, the Sig uh, in seven sixty two by twenty five, uh, which is that ammo is cheap. So if you want trigger time, the cheapest trigger time possible, that's your guy right there. Because uh, I think you, you can buy two thousand two hundred round crates of that stuff for less than you can buy nine millimeter or any any fire pistol caliber anywhere. Yeah, we got a case of
0: it in the shop, and it's ridiculously cheap. I was to be, we did some some nail tests, but the tests were inconclusive. We might try and do it again. Um, mm. It may end up being non-corrosive, so um, that would be all right. But keep in mind, for those of you that uh, shoot Ipsic, this is non an legal caliber. We had a guy show up to a IPSC match with this once.
2: Don't they use a steel core, too? depends on the ammo hmm. I'm pretty sure the surplus stuff uses a steel core, so that I would might not be uh, that might not be copacetic depending the, the, hmm. what does Ipsyx say about steel core ammo? No. Um, it doesn't say anything about steel core ammo
0: in the rule book um, that I'm aware of I may have to I don't wanna I don't want to misspeak here, but uh, nothing that jumps out at me it would just fall into the category of, well, we're shooting steel targets and you know, you're not supposed to shoot. Steel. Well, you don't, maybe you don't know, but uh, anyway, steel targets with steel core is a no, no typically a range rule
2: on most ranges. I've tested yeah. it. And uh now it's speed, speed uh, hurts the, the targets. I mean, you can shoot a, a, a steel target at hundred meters with like 762 by 39 with a steel core. It's not going to do anything. 200, 300, definitely not going to do anything. You could hit the stuff at, Two and three with like a 7.62 by 54 steel core, you're still not going to do anything. Mm. Huh. That's my opinion based off my data. Uh, your range might uh, disagree. Our range yeah. has actually made it so are, anything on the long range, anything past 200, you can shoot steel core ammo at at Chaz, which I think is very progressive considering what most ranges uh, do we'll these days. we say no. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. What about Wolverine? It has the WK181C, which is a prototype.
2: Mm hmm. Yeah. Looks like somebody was
1: out shooting it.
2: That's very exciting to me.
1: Are you going to have to get it?
2: Um,. this is the 180 in seven sixty two by 39. Right. So, uh, yeah. They have two versions that they're going to do of this one. They have one that, um, that I think most Canadians are going to want. That one takes the uh, AR mag style seven sixty two by 39. Mm-hmm. So it'll take the 10 round XCRM, XCRM, XCRL. Uh, one of those, there, there's FDL. a seven sixty two by 39 The uh, pistol. I just yeah. got some of those M's for my stag. Yeah so you can use those, so Canadians are going to want those because our AK mags there, there are no 10 round pistol AK mags in, in the country. There's only five rounders. All right. Um, but they're making this one as well. This one takes AK mags. I believe they made this one for the export, uh, primarily for export uh, market, uh, because there's other countries where they can have more than five rounds in their All banana right. clips. Hm uh, <laughs> like that.
0: <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, um th- th- What's the was what it MCX? Not not Sig. What's the rifle that is new to the Canadian markets? Non restricted. It's about two thousand dollars. M ten X M ten M ten.
2: Have you ever tried the trigger on one of those? Yeah, I was at the Crowd Calgary Shooting Center. I tried one, and uh, that's woo, where I tried one. Too. It's ridiculous. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, um yeah. I got an
0: air on layaway right now at the shop. And I think when that's done, I need to get that rifle
2: because
0: eh. it's, I, I think it's the coolest non-restricted black rifle in 76.2 that we have in Canada right now. It's optics ready. It's AK mag ready.
2: If you get the AK mag with the proper follower, it locks back. It's yeah, it's, it's an updated AK, right? Uh, very, yeah. very neat. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That thing's out. Hi Cal's got a new website. That's kind of neat. Oh, that's Cool. Yeah. yeah, um, I like High I I done bought me some stuff there before.
1: Mm-hmm. Got me check see. it
2: out. Yeah, they've got a bunch of uh, like Marlin seven ninety five stuff, and uh, the tech sites for the ten twenty two. They're a pretty solid resource for those as well. Uh, okay. yeah, modern sporters are starting to ship out. Some of some customers are getting those, so that's kind of neat. Uh, modern on... sporters, just the the lower from Alberta Tactical. ATRS yeah they're shipping out the lowers right now but you need both Um, so I guess this is so that people can like put some stuff on the lower before they get their upper
0: this is so you can do your own build kind of like an SLR Mm -hmm. Um, exactly like an SLR so the the upper though takes proprietary parts the lower takes all AR parts is that correct
2: I'm not sure what the parts. parts compatibility is on it yeah So definitely look into that, kids,
0: because for sure, the upper has some proprietary parts. For sure, Mm -hmm. for sure. I know Mm -hmm. that for a fact. The lower is looking very AR-ish. I see mostly AR lower parts kit here. Um, Mm -hmm. If anything, it's probably like the STAG or the SLR, you'll end up with extra parts left over because they've done some things to eliminate some of the parts in the parts kit.
1: Alright. And we also have uh tr- excuse me, Tresco.
2: Tresro? Tesro? Tesro Tesro. Tesro. Don't yourself. Yeah. Don't hurt yourselves. <laughs> uh so these these guys uh these guys are into the the high end twenty two target rifles, and they have some Tesro stocks in for the Anschutz fifty four rifles. Uh Canadian specific stocks, that's and, why I need uh, it. They're Tez-o. very pretty. They're very pretty stocks. But nice. uh they're yeah. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a sporting thing. It looks very expensive, very adjustable. It's 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 definitely a bullseye kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's
1: yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's very pretty, but probably very expensive as well, right? Yeah.
2: I mean like the thing i I primarily put stuff that i like on the new gun stuff and this like (laughs) i gotta i gotta throw some other stuff in there that other people might like right there must be some listeners that we have here that are that are really into bullseye 22 shooting right and uh we we, we barely ever cover anything from it so well adriel guess who else is making a chassis
0: for and shoots 54s no just for for rifles i'm not sure which platform exactly or which receiver exactly the last, the last person you would ever expect to be making a rifle chassis, PSE, as in precision shooting equipment, as in archery. Huh. And I think this is because years ago, when they came out with their extremely high-end uh, crossbow, and the, the model escapes me, they didn't come out with a full crossbow. They came out with an upper designed to fit on an AR-15 lower. And, of course, not enough market research was done, and they realized very quickly that this would not sell in a lot of different existing crossbow markets due to the restrictions on AR-15 lowers and hunting regulations mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So then they started to build the entire unit. So they kind of gained some experience there making lowers. I imagine because uh, they could have contracted this out to somebody else, but if they had, why would they all of a sudden be building rifle chassis? So... Pete Shepley um, has got the rifle bug maybe. So PSE mm. rifle chassis. Google that. Check that out. If you're a PSE fan and want a precision rifle chassis made by a boat company.
1: Boat company.
2: Hey, my archery world and gun world have finally collided. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> you, bring your, uh, you bring your regular upper to the range and you bring your crossbow upper. It, right? You run out of bullets, start flinging arrows. Hmm. That's the, the one you put back. the grenade on and you go Rambo, right? And you yeah, throw well, a, the listener, arrows.
0: a listener a few years ago, I think it was Mr. Uzi, I still have them. He sent me those bullet tips that go on your arrow and you, you load a right. uh, 357 Magnum. Yep. I still haven't used them. No? No. I just every time I go to the gun range, I forget to bring my bow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <But> I, still, <laughs> wow. I, still, I still have them.
1: So. so you also listed some other stuff by Tesro as well. It's the SK ammo. They have some new stuff that's out, it looks like. So this is the 22LR flat nose match. So it's flat nose match, and it's also basic. Flat nose basic. So SK is really good ammo.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I like SK.
1: Do they have, um, what's the pricing on it, you
2: know? Mm, no, don't know.
1: No. Okay. <laughs> but it's I new. Guess,
2: like it i thought i'd put it in there because it's something that other listeners might be interested in but uh i don't know the price don't know if it's good just know yeah. it's new
1: <laughs> we'll have to go to the range and test it with a couple mm. other you know ely sk all right cool why don't we talk about the main topic zombie defense you guys you guys recently bought some new rifles right
2: Uh yeah. Yeah, actually I have. I've got new rifles that I didn't have last year.
1: Adriel, why don't you why don't you tell us what you bought? And then also, Trevor, you've bought a ton of stuff as well. Specifically stuff that you just bought too. We're going to talk about zombie defense or the apocalypse. Which do you think? I want you guys to tell the listeners or the viewers which rifle you think would be your best zombie defense rifle of the new stuff that you just bought.
2: Ooh, zombie defense or like Mad Max apocalypse. Cause I think I'll have different answers for both of them.
1: Why don't you do, why don't you do zombie defense it's first? Zombie. And then
2: it's zombie. Uh, we're not going to do because
0: apocalypse is everything and anything. Mm. Yeah, apocalypse that's zombie. true. I prepared for zombie. Don't <laughs> off on <my> note, <laughs>
2: uh, I think I'm well equipped right now for the zombie apocalypse apocalypse because I have a Marlin 795 with Three 25 round stick mags and four 10 round stick mags, uh, and a red dot. A red dot, and you just just bought that. Uh, no, but I've had it
0: for the topic was with WK your most recent purchase. Which of your most recent purchases would you use for the apocalypse? Or define recent, like last two months, last three months. Kelly, define recent for us.
1: Well, last I years. was going to say the last two months because. Or
2: how
0: about you... the most recent thing that you bought? Okay.
2: Uh, what is the most. Is the WK my most recent mm. gun?
1: I think so. Uh,
2: I mean. It could do something like this for the zombie apocalypse. Where it's even painted that? Where it's painted and, like it? Why didn't but, you? Uh, why haven't you told me about this?
0: <laughs> why would you hide that? Is that yours? No, I'm just reviewing it.
2: <laughs> All, right.
0: <laughs> All right.
2: Trevor, Trevor just bought one. That would be a horrible gun for the zombie apocalypse. That's a Type f F12 because no, it's, it's using shot shells and they're so bulky. Yeah, okay. That's the only downside. You got
0: capacity with the ten round mag, and you have a wide variety of ammunition in one platform. A semi automatic magazine eh. fed sorry, a reliable, semi-automatic, magazine fed shotgun may be the perfect zombie defense weapon because you can use slugs for distance, buckshot for up close, you can put a red dot optic on it. Come on.
2: Zombies You're just right. need one shot to the head. So a, tw- right. a twenty two is better in terms of like Carrying even even the WK is better for this, right? Well, okay. I, I all right. This looks cooler though. This is like Mad Max paint job kind of thing. That's like
1: he really wants to do Mad Max, work. but it is mm-hmm. the zombie apocalypse that we're talking about right
2: now. Well, if you want to look cool during the zombie apocalypse, I think the typh- typhoon F twelve is like clearly the winner. Yeah,
0: <laughs> maybe I don't know. I like I I I'm gonna I I will defend my choice tonight to the ends of time i think i have the perfect i think by coincidence because i didn't buy this with kelly's topic in mind happy halloween everyone uh but by coincidence i think that my rifle is the best choice for zombie apocalypse
1: why do you think that what is it
0: it's the a17 so here's why why What's the advantage of rimfire ammunition in the zombie apocalypse? You can carry oodles of it. You can carry 500 rounds literally in your cargo pants pocket. Okay. You can't carry 545 ACP in your pocket or 500 308 or 500 of just about any other caliber other than rimfire. So the capacity issue addressed the ability to carry uh, ammo in the gun. I've got options. I've got 10 round flush fitting magazines, or I have 25 round banana clips. Banana. Right. So they have, they have 25
2: have. rounders for the 17. They, they do. Oh, they that would do. be great for gophers. Oh, what a quick <laughs> way to spend $300 in an afternoon, hi, huh, Adriel. Mm-hmm.
0: So they have 25 round banana mags. So I can so so you can't poo poo the platform for having low capacity because I can put twenty five rounds in it, which is on par with anything, regardless of your jurisdiction or laws. And since it's you know the laws will apply during the apocalypse of Trudeau stays in power, then uh, the zombie apocalypse that means then I'll still be okay to go with a twenty five round because uh, it's rim fire. It's twenty five rounds, so I beat that to death. Also, I can carry tons of ammo on my person. 17 HMR is not going to take up a noticeable difference um, in in the amount of space required to haul it as 22 long rifle. So I've got all those advantages of rimfire. I've got lightweight ammunition that's easy to carry. I've got capacity in the firearm, but where the 17 HMR excels is penetration and range. I
2: do you can, think it would penetrate a zombie skull at
0: like a hundred meters? I 150? do. I totally yeah. do. I totally do. And you, let's figure out a scientific way of testing what we figure the consistency of a zombie skull would be, and and let's let's do it. Let's let's move those shots. Oh my god, pumpkin! Seriously, it yeah. will. Blow. No, you need no. something hard. it's a zombie, some, head, a zombie
1: head. Come on, it's not going to be hard. It's kind of right. Cheap. Yeah, right? that's on, why so? I said pumpkin.
2: Hmm. It's decomposing.
1: Yeah, the skull but doesn't it's...
2: decompose. The skin does. This bone deteriorates
0: over time. It's not it, as hard it becomes when it's brittle, dead. right?
1: So that's why I said pumpkin because it's got that. It's crunchy. It's a little crunchy outer and it's mushy on the inside.
0: Right, just like a zombie skull. Perfect. Right. Like per, zo- pumpkins are the perfect test for zombie skulls, Kelly. This may be <laughs> the smartest thing you've ever said. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't just mean in podcasting. That's uh, amazing. I wish I would have come up with that. I'm very jealous.
1: Watermelon. Somebody said watermelon. Mm, watermelon. No, the interior
0: there. is not quite the same. No. So I need to do that. I need to get some pumpkins, put them at a hundred to 200
2: and start popping them with my 17A Make sure you get a a camera right next to the pumpkin that's that's videoing and and showing the hits on them. I used to do that years ago. I'd
0: have tripods and multiple cameras and take all the footage and splice it all together. And,
2: Mm. oh, God, I'm glad those days are done. I figured out how to do picture in picture now. So I might do some more of that.
0: Oh, that's cool. That's
2: cool. So. So yeah,
0: um, the only thing that that is hurting me in the current configuration is it. I need to put um, a better scope on there. Right now, I've got a four to twelve, so that's a bit. No, it's a four to sixteen, so that's a bit too much power for up close and personal zombie shooting. Yeah, but uh, yeah, man, seventeen HMR, it'll pop through a zombie's head no problem. So I've got, I've got, I've got all the advantages of rimfire
2: with the um, ballistics capability of a. Of a rifle. I've got uh someone just texted me here saying that uh US Army st- uh trial standard was going through a half inch wood board. Can do really? that at a hundred. Yeah. Hmm. Really? Might be able to. I think it might be.
1: Yeah. But still we have to have a zombie, right? Mm. Paint it green. Think decomp.
2: Decomp. Yeah. Decomp. <laughs> Get some old rotten wood then. <laughs> Better.
1: I thought that you both were going to actually start bringing out, you know, the WK or I don't know, the stag, whatever.
0: Well, most recent purchase was my, a- my A17. If, if not my A17, then it would be my stag, then it would be my SLR. Um, right. both of those platforms are physically are heavier than my A17. Both are, are restricted on capacity. Unless, you know, it's a zombie apocalypse. All bets are offshore. I can have 30 rounds. Mags in my SLR, but how much 556 can I carry compared to 17 HMR? A fraction oh, Yeah. I, a can a <laughs> well, I can carry
2: a lot.
0: I can carry a lot too,
2: but I grab a, a, a vest carrier over there, zombie apocalypse, and some and the pins fall out, and all my mags get loaded to capacity. I can I can carry a lot of ammo and I, I can load it up.
0: Last weekend I delivered. Give me one second here to run some quick math.
2: Anyways, if, if if it was of, of our last couple purchases, I'd probably go WK. I was uh, going to say. Just for the capacity. I could just throw right. a vest on and uh, load up all my mags and have uh, a few hundred rounds on me. No problem. Right. Last weekend, Adriel, I
0: took with me to the Miramichi 11,400 rounds of 5.56. Really?
2: really <laughs> to sell or just to just in case like you need to get you, into a couple like, matches we don't need to get into the who
0: did what when where i just brought 11,400 rounds of 556 five, the MR machine just to illustrate the point that you can carry a lot of 556 five, with you if you need to mm-hmm. <laughs> but how much
2: 17 HMR would fit in that space eh. a lot you probably don't have as many mags for 17 HMR as you do for this AR. This is true. If, you if your mags that you currently own were all at full capacity, how many? How much ammo would they Would they hold? Ten. <laughs> <laughs> but don't even ask me. Like, for my
0: hundreds of rounds of 223 could be loaded at any, at any time. Mm-hmm. There, yep.
1: there yep. you go. We just wanted to see what, what everybody had recently. What people would say would be their best gun. So we want to hear from you guys as well. Send us an well, email. Go ahead.
0: There's someone raised a good point there. I got a I got a sidebar conversation going on with Jeremy oh. who who, by the way, uh wasn't man enough to come play with me in production last week and he was I was fighting fires. So oh, the world needed me to put out the fires. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. I think he injured himself with an axe. I can't remember the story. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, he could have been getting beat by me in production. So, he was out chopping through walls with axes and He was saving the
1: world, literally.
0: Sure, I guess. Whatever. Anyway. (laughs) He raises a good point, though. Um, We all know, in the zombie apocalypse, the real threat is is, is the people, not the zombies. So, Uh 17HMR is better than 22, but... mm,
1: Mm. Yeah,
0: it's doable. Yep, it's still doable.
1: Everybody's coming after you. Well, we know what's going to happen. Everybody who doesn't own firearms is going to come to see us, anyways, because of the fact that, well, we have firearms and they don't.
0: You shot Zombie Flanders. Zombie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that. Me too. Mm,
0: what about we, you, Kelly?
1: What What about me? Yes. I'm, Bought anything recently other than the CZ? Your
0: most recent purchase could have been a year ago, but it's still your most recent purchase. It's a CZ. Oh, all right, so you're gonna like take on the zombie hordes with a nine mil?
1: No, I'm gonna yep. still go back to. I bought a couple of ten twenty twos. Ten twenty oh, twos. You, you know, ten twenty twos. Because again, twenty two Ye- ammo is cheap, and got a ton of it downstairs.
2: You got a lot of reloading with ten round mags. Hey man, the yeah, I know. <laughs> My buddy
0: Ed popped a gross the other day with a 22 velociter. I guess it wasn't good. It nope. was like picture dirty Harry shooting the bad guy in the head with the 44 Magnum. That's what I did to mm. the cartridge. <laughs> well, yeah, they're small. Yeah, yeah, that's... and velocitors are like for whacking coyotes.
1: Yeah, but that's what you kind of want to do with a, you know a zombie,
0: right? So right. you got some options in the 22 world just the same. You don't have to shoot Ely 10x. <laughs> nope. You got, you know you got your which one is uh. The Thunderbolts, well. the, <laughs> the Thunderbolts actually do well. The uh, what?
1: The Thunderbolts actually do well. They go through my gun. i uh, fine.
0: Nice. Yep. Cool.
1: Yeah. So listeners, viewers, whoever you are, why don't you send us an email and tell us what you would be using this Halloween to fight off well, the zombie apocalypse.
0: We could go through the uh, YouTube comments now, maybe.
1: Right, because that's what we're going to be doing now. That's the second part, Listener.
0: Oh, it is too. <laughs> go. <over>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Trevor, why don't you choose? Why don't you go over to the uh, YouTube and check out the comments? There are a few there. People have been chatting about it. It's quite the topic, you know.
2: It is, yeah. Um, oh, you know, what we missed out on is what? bear what? defense. <laughs> there was that guy in BC who, uh, who oh. shot at that grizzly bear. Yeah, uh, in his yard with his. What uh, use? Uh 12 gauge with bird shot. Oh, what oh a that one.
1: was awesome.
2: He that should was... be eaten.
0: So
1: uh, my question well, is the... what why did he go to the house? Right. <laughs> his first mistake.
0: Right. Yeah. When the bear sticks his nose through the window, then you shoot it point blank and bird shot will work. But uh when it's charging at you because you're outside, maybe you shouldn't be outside. Yeah. That's called uh, that's called escalation. You it's escalated called... the situation oh. by going outside
1: it's kind of like those, you know, movies that, you know, the scary movies you go to and it's don't go downstairs. What do they do? They go downstairs. They go
2: downstairs yeah. yeah. It's hard. It's hard to, yeah. If I was living there, if you guys were living there, would you be so used to them? you are like, get out of here. And you go outside with a shotgun, just like scare them off. Maybe, maybe you would like make that mistake.
1: Bear, don't eat my canoe.
2: It's like, get out of here. Stop <laughs> eating my fruit. Get off my fruit tree. Like, shooting at them. With, but, like, they got cubs, so. Yeah. <laughs> All bets are off. <laughs> Kelly, that video of the
0: liberal soy latte drinking hippie going outside. Please, Bear, please. Why are you my kayak? Don't eat my <laughs> kayak, Bear. I just want to throw her to the bear. Like, she is so freaking annoying. She's literally trying to reason with the bear. And then there's the other dude that goes outside. There's the sow and the cubs in the backyard, and it's like most Canadian way to get rid of a bear. And he steps outside and goes, Guys, you gotta leave. I gotta go to work. I don't want you here. Can you please get off my property? And then (laughs) there's I gotta
2: go to work, get off my property. And they left. Get off the property. Yep.
0: Okay. All right. So I'm looking at the comments here. And um so again, Jeremy doesn't think that the 22 or the 17 will be effective on humans. Well, you know, none of this is real and uh, we're just playing pretend Jeremy, but it's good that you're always thinking about how to kill people there thinks if you just wear a hockey helmet, you'd be okay, I guess. Uh, da, da, Going for the defense rather than the offense. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Greg May thinks that uh, the X-95 would be perfect. Hmm. And Compact. Compact, take shots up to 500 meters, no problem. He's right. The most important thing about your gun in the, in the zombie apocalypse is make it suppressed. Uh, Jeremy, you're not wrong. Um, what else we got? That's pretty much it. All right. Yep. Well, thank you not for your whole feedback. a lot of with so, <laughs> Jeremy believes
2: that the apocalypse is not a question of if, but when.
1: <laughs> when.
0: <laughs>
1: he's right. right. Well, he's
2: right, but like the question is: Is this going to be like uh, Mad Max apop- apocalypse or uh, uh, nuclear winter apocalypse, <laughs> or, <laughs> or twenty-eight um, days later, or twenty-eight days later? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you gotta know. You gotta hedge your bets.
1: Twenty-eight days right now is looking, anyways.
0: Oh, the the hockey helmet is for testing um, twenty two penetration at one hundred yards. So mm. get one, of, get one of those foam helmets or foam heads, like yeah. put wigs on, yep. or maybe a pumpkin. If you get a pumpkin that fits inside there, watermelon. What? Right. Come back to
2: the watermelon. We're not doing watermelon.
1: Watermelon is hard to get at this time of the year. You as could well.
2: get it. You could get the right size though to fit inside a helmet. Like get like whose head is shaped like a pumpkin. Matthew's. <laughs> I mean, have you seen the cranium on that man? Well, he's not here to defend himself. So, yes, Matthew. Yes, it's Matthew. Because yeah. <laughs> if he was, then he could hear us and he'd cry himself to sleep in his huge pillow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe like uh, an old hockey helmet from like one of those used places. Yeah. And one of those mannequin heads and then put it mm. at 100 and see what happens. Hmm. Mm. Yes.
0: Mm. mm.
2: Zombie okay. all right. headshot, lethality, at range.
1: You need to now go and do this now that we've talked about it.
0: I definitely will let you Punk into it with my 17 inch Okay,
1: all right. Listener feedback. Let's go to that. Listener feedback is sponsored by Highlander Tactical. Go to highlandertactical.com. Check out the great supply of both inside and outside the waistband holsters today. Use the promo code SLAMFIRE at checkout and you'll save 10% off your order. We do have something from Petamocto. Adriel, why don't you read that?
2: Very good. I had no idea how to pronounce that, so I'm glad you took it. Hashtag free Owen. (laughs) Any chance you guys can set up a reunion podcast with the original three? Sure. I'll just ask Kelly and Adriel to just leave, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) guys. Done. See ya. You don't need us on this show. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, the noobs are doing a good job. I know Owen has other things going on, but it would be great to have just one episode to com- commemorate the original three. Maybe Although, a special episode 300 event. Uh, yes, maybe for 300.
0: Mm. But I, I'm not going to ask Kelly and Owen to not show up, or Kelly and Adriel to not show up for uh, Adriel. I'm new, I'm new, <laughs> Owen, uh, without new the, Owen without the without the comfrey. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and Kelly Kelly's boo boen
1: Bowen. The
0: Bowen. Mm-hmm. Boob Bowen. <laughs> Owen with boobs. <laughs>
1: you are a boob.
0: Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, never
1: mind. I was <laughs> 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 Let's move on. I was going to suggest, why don't we do it for a Patreon episode? But that would be awesome too. And 300. Yeah. It would be. Okay. That's all of the feedback that we've had. If you'd like to send us emails or send us messages on Gunners of Canada, I'd do that. But we would also like to see emails sent to slimfireradio at gmail.com. iTunes reviews, none. So go I mean, go who s-
2: even uses iTunes these years and stuff? What mean. is an iTunes? Mm, I don't know. Mm. One of those electronic tunes on the yeah. computer. On where the most internet.
1: people get their podcasts, though. So.
2: Is it still? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hmm. <laughs> go there, leave us an iTunes review. We'll read it out as well. Now we're going to go into shout outs. Trevor, I see that you have some there.
2: I
0: do indeed to the um, six new Ipsic New Brunswick's six newest members um, from last weekend's black badge class. Uh, you guys are awesome. You did a great job. Uh, it was nice to watch some of you get better and better throughout the day and shoot a nice safe match. And I'm looking forward to seeing you on the range in 2019. And Mark, I mean, Chris, Make sure you stay in production. No one wants to see you leave production. You have way too much potential to leave production. Everyone knows production is where all the competition and action is at. So you should really, really you should stay in production, buddy.
2: So right. you had six people. Like I, I thought you'd have a class of like twelve or twenty or something like that. So you had six, six students and thirty eight people show up to the match. So it was a legit match then. Yeah, well, it has to be a legit match. If it's yeah. not a sanction level two, it doesn't count. Well, no, That's, like you had a good a good number of of regular IpSIC shooters there as well. Oh yeah, for sure, yeah. man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like in of those twenty, um,
0: mm, the six students all would have been in production. So okay. fourteen, fourteen regular mm-hmm. everyday production shooters, and you know, like Larry's no schnouts or slouch, He's an A class shooter, so.
1: Did you have yep. snow?
0: We got all the snow. Oh, you did There's have snow, some, and you had that snowmen. many people show up. Oh, on that day? No. Yeah. We got our oh, snow okay. yesterday. Oh, okay. Some people actually had to get their driveways opened up. That's how bad it was in some parts.
1: Hmm. Sorry for your luck. <laughs> I haven't had
0: snow yet. Okay. Yeah. It's a matter had... of time. It, yeah. You
2: had snow for a month.
0: I know. I
1: haven't it had melted. it yet. It did. It'll come
2: back. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Adriel, why don't you tell us uh, your shout-out?
2: Yeah, just to uh, Jeff and the rest of the guys at uh, at Phoenix for throwing that uh, that match. It was really cool. Uh, really, like, they whipped it together pretty quick, and there was all a pretty decent variety of, uh, of different stages for, like, uh, set it up on Saturday at 6 o'clock and shoot it until 10 kind of a thing. So, uh, yeah, pretty efficient. Now? Ooh, 130, somewhere around 116, 130, somewhere around there. That's, that's awesome for a indoor evening match that's they reuse their, their targets sure, uh, like a lot. And, uh, yeah. and that's where you got your high round count from. And then you, they just made your shooting positions uh, or your start positions different. So that yeah. uh, still get a lot time. of reuse. Oh yeah. Good, good <laughs> trigger time too. good trigger time where uh, there were a couple stages that were very freestyle where there was like a lot of different ways to shoot it. And, uh, and a couple where it was just prescribed and it was just like a, a drill kind of thing. But yeah, uh, the The differences was really cool. Um, yeah. The thing yeah. about those drills is you still got to get your
0: hits at speed, right? So, yep, still yep. a test
2: in that regard. Yeah, and getting into position, shooting, getting out of position like that—that's definitely uh, my first stage. Was where I was like, "Oh man, rusty! <laughs> I got I got to move faster."
1: <laughs> All right, I am going to give a shout out to my Maple Seed peeps. Thanks for a great year, by the way, you guys. We sh- I did. Th- the grand total 35 events this year.
2: <laughs> yeah, That's crazy. How many, how many students total?
1: I didn't count the students. And oh, we aver- you should count that. So we average 12 to 15 students per event. Most of them have been sold out. So let's say 15 because we had, like, we went to New Brunswick and did this one shoot. I don't know. Is that some charity event? And mm. It don't, was. Don't count. Yeah. No, we had double the amount of people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so if we're talking thirty-five times fifteen equals carry the that's Potato. potatoes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I was at almost all of them except for the BC and a couple of the West Coast. I'm tired. I want to go to bed.
0: <laughs> no going to bed. We got to do the thing. No, no,
1: go down. Uh, okay. We're going to get to that in just a second. Well, but I just wanted talking
0: to and end the show. We'd be there already.
1: I just wanted to say thanks to everybody at Project Maple Seed who made this year such a great year, and also to Corey Johnson. Corey Johnson, as always, the event last weekend was great, and thank you for fi- feeding us as well. So yeah, that's my shout out. Patreon supporters, we are at 86. We have three new ones, Neil L, Darren F, and Rob B. Thank you so much for supporting us. As Trevor let the cat out of the bag, we're going to be having a Patreon episode coming out soon, Uh, so um, listen for that, and uh, also, uh, why don't you send us your... Uh, address and we'll send you out some stuff. I think we might even be, be getting some new stuff being made soon, right, Adriel? Are mm-hmm. we doing that? Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: All
1: right. Yeah. So yeah, send us an email with your address, and Adriel will send something out too. And because of the fact that we're we're done, yeah, let's just sign off. <laughs> okay. Uh, join us. Uh, join one of the firearms organizations like the CCFR. They are out there. Have you guys seen? the uh, stuff that Tracy's been doing recently was the CCFR and, and Ron Rob up on the Hill.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, They're always, uh, always pretty busy and uh, yeah, always uh, doing a lot.
1: Yep. So they were on the Hill recently. So they made, that means they're talking to people. So go and support them. Go get a membership.
2: Not not
0: just uh, the amazing interviews that they've been doing lately.
1: Yeah. They did one today.
0: They've just been crushing it. Um, people come at them with stupidity and myths and they have the stats and the data and the facts to back it up. We've never been this supported ever. No, no gun org has been this effective or this active and go ahead. Prove me wrong. All right. I'll buy you. I'll buy you beer. Like, we're not going to. We're I wasn't not be able to, to. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. <laughs> they can't. Yeah.
1: Okay. Why don't you go and support the CCFR? Cause right now they're really, really supporting you as gun owners. Also, check us out on Gun Runners of Canada, just like Petamocto did. Uh, Talk to us there. We'll even read your email or your message here on the show. Also, like us on Facebook. We're at 2013 right now, which is awesome. It was a very good year, by the way. And, yeah, that's, that's about it. We're done for the night. Thank you, everybody, for watching, listening. Have a good one. Happy Halloween, by the way. Trevor, do you want to say boo? Boo.